sharing your assignment. I think it's interesting that um, you guys are dealing with the uh, Ten Commandments and the beauty of the commandments, not just the uh, legality of the commandments. And, and um, God, God has got a funny way of doing things. So if you have your Bibles or your gadgets or your, you know, what have you, if you have it on the screen, I'm a King James Version dude, so I'll translate from you. If we hit a couple of them dollars and these and, you know, all of that stuff. Amen. I hope I did not forget anyone. Yeah, I got glasses now, Sam, so, you know. Uh, y'all don't know, Stacia would tell y'all she loves me now but couldn't stand me when she was in school. <laughs> yeah, but, 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 but our love is sincere because I think I represented something, if I could say this, I think I represented something in her life that she loved and hated, and that was a father. And I would be irritated. I don't care what was going on. I would address her like a father. And she, you ain't my daddy. <laughs> I know, I know. Because if I was, I would take you behind and spank you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but, but today, I see that her and Jamel are working together. I'm like, God, it's a small world. Um, just You see different people that you were in ministry with your sound guy and different things so I'm, I'm kind of like at home so if y'all, y'all got a problem with my little short introduction wait till you hear the word if you do not say amen I'm telling you if you do not flow with me I got about two good hours in me and I bind every kidney up in the name of Jesus you can't go to the bathroom until I finish and I will loose it at that time so you better help me Exodus chapter 20. How many of you know you can have fun in church? Amen. Amen. Exodus chapter 20, beginning of verse number 16. Also, uh, put your finger in Deuteronomy uh, chapter 19, verse 15. Amen. Okay, Exodus. I hope I didn't forget anybody. Blessings to all of you. Exodus chapter uh, 20, verse 16. Simply reads, Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Let me repeat it. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. And turn over to Deuteronomy chapter 19, verse 15. Man, it reads, One witness shall not rise up against a man for any inequity or for any sin. In any sin that he sinneth, At the mouth of two witnesses or at the mouth of three witnesses shall a matter be established. Scripture reference, once again, uh, focusing back on Exodus chapter 20, verse 16, says, Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. If I was used a sermon topic for today, a message topic within your theme of the Ten Commandments, uh, dealing with number nine, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor, the topic would be fake news. Fake news. Let us pray. Father, we thank you and praise you for the entrance of your word brings light and it brings life. I pray that you would breathe on these words. I pray that you would hide me behind Calvary's cross. I pray that when I open my my mouth, your word would go forth like a hammer. 
hitting every stony place in our hearts and giving us hearts of flesh that we might become conformed into the image of your dear son. Manifest your presence, save somebody today, and then deliver those of us who are saved. And we will be careful to give your name the praise. Glory and honor be unto you in Jesus' name. Amen. Fake news. As we are living in a society today, I think we all can say that we've been hearing this term, especially since uh, 2016. It's become popularized. And it's, uh, it's, it's the term called fake news. What fake news is, is when uh, someone forces propaganda, forces an agenda, could be politically, could be socially, and uh, they press it using forms of media, sometimes the national networks, uh, CNN, you know, ABC, NBC. But it's really heightened uh, the pseudo-journalism uh, is what they call it when, when it's really pushed through social media because sometimes we don't read the fine print of where the stories come from. You can read something on social media and just take it and say, oh, my God, did you know that there's butterflies growing out of chicken and eat? And, oh, and, and where you get it? It's on the news. Is it really on the news? And then you go read the fine print on the article because you can write anything you want on social media. And then when you go look at it, it says uh, um, um, written by a two-year-old or something, you know, as a story that somebody told, but we didn't post it as truth. You know, uh, when we talk about uh, thou shalt not do uh, a bear false witness against thy neighbor, we first have to get a backdrop on why God is even giving these set of regulations to a people, to his people. Um, and allow me to say that I'll be interchanging Israel with the church. I'll be changing, interchanging the nation that wasn't a nation with the people that weren't a people until God's put his name on the nation as God has put name on this church. Amen. The history of it is, we know from the beginning that Abram was minding his business one day. God walked up on him and said, Abram, you're just, I'm going to make of you a father of many nations and all the nations of the earth is going to be blessed because of you. And uh, Abraham was like, uh, well, Abram at the time, well, how are you going to do this? I'm old. You know, my life don't work. Stuff don't work. It stopped working a long time ago. How are you going to do it? He said, I'm going to do it, and it's going to happen between or with you and Sarah. And he was like, I don't know how that's going to happen. And, you know, because Sarai at the time, she was like, your God going to do what? And nothing else coming out of here. You know what I'm saying? So, so what happened is as they, uh, as they uh, somehow when she laughed, his, her name is changed to Sarah, and his name is changed to Abraham. And um, the thing that I thought was so phenomenal about that story is they got to practice for 25 years before it happened. Oh, y'all missed that part. That's, that's a good thing. You believe in God for something, you keep rushing him, but you miss, you miss the power of the practice. Come on, talk to me now. Now, can you imagine? how oh, you like that, didn't you, bro? Can you imagine Abraham sometime looking at Sarah and like, girl... I feel Isaac today. I feel the promise today. Hey, he wasn't feeling nothing. He was just happy to be alive. Amen. Oh, uh, y'all pick that up tomorrow on the way home. 
Uh, but sometimes I want you to know, no matter what you think is dead in your life, if you put a prayer on it and you believe God for it, when God give you a word, you have to practice the word until it manifests. Don't say God gave you a word to do something, but then you don't take actions to make it come to pass. You got to participate in your own deliverance. So now, isn't that a happy or joyous, you know, people make it look like it was a problem for Abraham. It took 25 years. Well, he was probably 25 years of not working before he got back to 25 years of working. And I'm, uh, that's to some of your elders that think you're too old for God to do what he told you he was going to do. You just hadn't been practicing or exercising the gift that God gave you in order for it to come into manifestation. That's for somebody. and You can catch that on the way home. Amen. Okay, but the other thing is when Abraham goes through this gyration of, of pra- practicing and, you know, y'all know about, you know, um, Sarah telling him to go into the handmaiden, producing Ishmael and all of that stuff. And but uh, when finally, when Isaac comes, Isaac comes, he grows of age. Y'all know the story. God tells him to offer that up to him. And Abraham like, what do you mean offer that up to you? Hold up. But I'm going to go offer it up to you. And he tells his men, uh, the child and I are going up to worship and we shall return. But two places between there and the manifestation of Isaac did Abraham lie. One time he was in, in, in the presence of a king, and uh, he said, I'm going to say, just say that you are my sister. Yeah, say that, say that you're my sister. Say that you don't belong to me in any other intimate way, and uh, he'll let us live, and he won't mess with you. But when the king was going to take her, um, the hand of the Lord speaks on one or two occasions. And say, hold up. That's that man's wife. Don't touch her. And, 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 and the, the king comes to him and calls him in and says, man, you almost disturbed my whole kingdom with your lie. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going somewhere. You know, I just want to show you something. This is set up. You got, we, got to, we got to set up the whole thing. So even in the man of faith, there was lying. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll catch it in a minute. Uh, even in the man who was promised that all the nations of the earth would be blessed, there was a lie. There was lying in him, right? And so imagine he goes on, Abraham produces Isaac. Isaac doesn't do too much. He's not noted for too much, but he does produce Jacob. Amen? And he's the son of Rachel. No, dear Isaac, Jacob. No, that's the other one. Yeah, he, he produces Isaac. Yeah, he produces Isaac. Then they produce Jacob. And when Jacob comes on the scene, Jacob is known as the heel grabber, the deceiver, the manipulator, the liar. Wait a minute. You're going to bless all the nations. Daddy tell a couple of lies. Then you know, Granddaddy tell a couple of lies. Next son, Isaac, I'm sure I can find an untruth with Isaac. But when you get to Jacob, he don't lie by word. Yes, he does. He lied by acting like he's his brother. He tricks his brother into yielding his birthright. He, 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 he tells a few of them. Lies. Somebody say lies. I wonder why we categorize lies into big black lies or little white lies. They lies. Hello? And the reason you're quiet today is because some of you are now looking at the fact that this man is talking to us about lying. And, And the thing that is interesting is that no matter who you are, you have a propensity to try to save your own self by not telling the whole truth. Okay, anybody other than me didn't 
been guilty of this. If you don't raise your hand, you're telling a lie right now. Man, okay. You know, fake news is what I'm talking about, fake news. And so if you can imagine if Abraham and Isaac, then, then Jacob, you know, who grabbed his brother heel and was manipulative. And all he wanted was to gain an advantage. He wanted to have his way. Though God promised him, because when he first came out, the cord got wrapped around his wrist. He would, the last shall be first and the first shall be last. But he thought he just wanted to help God along. Anybody ever tried to help God along? You ever try to, you know, God said he's going to do a thing, but you want to try to help him along? Say amen or ouch. Y'all better talk back to me. I told y'all. I can get this out. I can get this out in a matter of minutes. But if you don't talk to me, I'm trying to tell you. So, so, so as, as, as we go through the story, we understand that later that Isaac, uh, I mean, uh, Jacob gets, you know, Rachel after being tricked by Laban with Leah. And, you know, uh, you know and when he finally gets his son, uh, Benjamin, and Joseph is his favorite, and Joseph gets the coat, and y'all know the story, and Joseph walks in the level of integrity, and then um, as they grow, you know, his brothers come back after all that stuff. I'm trying to expedite it and put us in position. You got a nation of people who've been blessed in bondage. Yeah? This is the blessed people of God who have trans. Trans, trans, transitioned from no-name people to baby's kids. I mean, we know we don't die, we multiply. No matter, no matter what's going on, they keep adding, they keep adding, and they keep adding until they become so many that there rises up a Pharaoh that doesn't know their God. Don't know Joseph, don't know his God. And he said, we're going to make taskmasters for these people. We're going to break these people down. And then God said, I will send them a deliverer named Moses. So Moses comes in uh, uh, into the scene, and his job, because he was raised in Pharaoh's house, is to go tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Okay? I'm trying to give you a backdrop. I know you might have it, but I'm trying to give you a backdrop, because uh, you, you can't just run to thou shalt not lie. You, you, you can't run. You just can't run there, because if you just run there, you, you, you got to discover how did I get from here all the way over here to where there was no law and no rule to now you're giving me rules and regulations to preserve me. So, you know, they, they're there. And when Moses goes to Pharaoh and he says, God told me to tell you, uh, 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 let his people go. Well, who is your God? Pharaoh says. And then Pharaoh and his people, what do they do? Start lying. The, the Israelites are trying to do this. They're trying to do that. Take the straw from, put burdens on them. They send out propaganda to say that these people are trying to override our system. Right? So now God comes along and says, I got to take this people out. And I got to lead this people in. But as God is leading the people out, you find murmuring and complaining and wishing that they were back in bondage. Let me flip it on you. God brings us out as a people because we were not a people. He saves us and he delivers us and Egypt is still on us. The world is still on us. It's still holding us hostage. It's still trying to, you know, uh, make us do the way the world does. Are y'all listening? So can you imagine that the fight that they're having is you've delivered us, but being in bondage was easier. 
having somebody else tell us what to do, when to do, how to do, when to get up. And then we learn ways, even in our own families, that are counterproductive to what God wants us to be. And if we're going to be one church like we say we are, we cannot do it out of the spirit of deception. Ah, yeah. We can't do it with yellow journalism. We can't do it with junk news. We have to walk in this truth, in the truth. But before you can get to the truth about anybody else, you got to deal with the truth of the liar in you. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, the only reason, the only reason I bring that up is because some of y'all are uncomfortable right now because you're, you're thinking about the fact that you're looking at me and you're seeing me stand here and you're wondering where I'm going. You're not really wondering where I'm going because the Holy Spirit has been checking you. Uh, there's a couple of them, a couple of these commandments that we don't want to address. And this is the one that I thought was funny because this is probably one of the ones I wrestle with the most. I don't me. Yeah, yeah, this is one. Thanks, bro. <laughs> that was an amen. I heard you. That, that call, <laughs> oh, that was an amen, you know. That was an amen, you know. Yeah, but because you got to come to a place when your own word means something to you. No, okay, I, I know you're ready for me to start talking about the part that you should not bear false witness against your neighbor. I'm going to get to that. I promise you I'm going there. But there, there's a thing that you first must look at if you're going to get the, word, the, the, the blessing of this word. What about the liar in you? You know. Now, let me, let, me, let me just give you some context because, you know, you're going to think I'm con in the text in a minute. But I'm, I'm just going to deal with the origin. So you, you have the birth of a nation. And then you have the bondage of a nation. You have the release of a nation, and then all of a sudden you got to deal with the baggage of a nation. How many of you would admit that you have baggage? I mean, you would admit that you have some scars and some issues, and, and Egypt didn't put it on, the world didn't put it on, our families didn't put it on, life has put it on. You know, some of you, you know, um, uh, have don't know that there isn't a compliment. And listen, one church, I get to say this here because I, know, I see what you guys are doing in the spirit. But don't insult nobody by saying you don't see color. That's a lie. That's bearing false witness to one another. <laughs> if you say you don't see color, I'm colorblind, you're insulting God because God made us diverse and of different colors and different nations. But when we get under the blood, all of us become one church because the blood is the, the, the signifier or the cover of our sin, but not our skin. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna we gonna we talk, we're gonna talk, we're gonna talk. Y'all ain't ready, y'all ain't ready. Have you ever heard that if you can't say anything good, don't say nothing at all? Has anybody been ever been guilty of carrying gossip? Something you thought was true, that it, but it wasn't true. Um, I, in my study, I saw one, one demonstration that was being done on this, and I thought it was pretty progressive, so I'm borrowing. I don't know the guy's name, but some of you may know him. Uh, Jamel, uh, it was a rabbi. The story is there was a rabbi that was trying to walk in integrity, trying to be a man of honor, a man of grace, and the people loved him. 
And then there came this outsider who was jealous of the position uh, that the rabbi had, and he wanted his position. So what he did is started rumors, started doing things to break down the man's character and, and, and humiliated him in his own town and where amongst his own people to the point where the rabbi had to go on a recluse for a while. But the man stayed in town for a while and got to know the rabbi and eventually confessed to the rabbi that, that, that I, I told some lies lies about you. I told some untruths about you. And is there anything that I could do to bring or make recompense for what I've done? The rabbi tells him, hey, I got a pillow. And this pillow has feathers in it. Y'all ready? I want you to go to the highest point in one of the highest buildings here uh, in our city or in our town. I want you to cut the pillow open and let the feathers I want you to let him go. And the man goes up and he does it and he, he cuts it open and he lets the feather go and the wind does what with him? Take him everywhere. You with me? Then he comes back to the man and says, well, I did what you told me to do. Is there anything else that you want me to do? I don't understand what you want me to do. He says, now I want you to go pick up, find every feather that was in the pillow. And when you get every one of them, Come back to me, and then you'll be released. He said, that's what it's like when you bear false witness on somebody. You come to the realization that the story you told was actually a lie, but it didn't spread so far around, you can't go find all the people that it got to. So it's best not to bear false witness. But what is false witness, Dre? What is false witness? I'm just going to go and give you the whole definition so we can just. Thou shalt not bear false witness. It means to speak falsely in a matter, lying, equivocating, and to even devising or designing to deceive your neighbor. Speaking unjustly about your neighbor. To prejudice or, or to, to, to infringe upon their reputation or, 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 or to try to make them guilty. Uh, of something that you might desire. Here it goes in context. I just wrote it all out in context. When God is saying that thou should not, what God is saying is thou should not answer, speak, testify, respond to anything with a lie, deception, or falsehood as a testimony or evidence uh, against your neighbor, your companion, a fellow, or another person. And I'm like, that's a lot of stuff. But then I discovered that you can lie by not saying nothing. When you discover that a people are not like, and listen, I'm talking to the church. I'm talking to one church because if you're going to be deliberate, the one deliberate thing that the enemy can do in here to cause a split and or a division, and I want you to hear what I'm saying because just because I don't go, yay, yay, thus said the Lord, doesn't mean it's not prophetic. Eh? So I want you to hear what I'm saying. There are some people even in the congregation that are not happy about the mixture. No, 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 I know that. I know that. I know that because I'm on an assignment. And one thing that I'm learning, I'm in school, I'm going back for my degree in psychology, and we happen to be doing cultural competencies, is you cannot commingle without a, a consecrated conversation of truth repeatedly. Oh, you hear me. You have to have a consecrated conversation of truth repeatedly. 
You remember that one statement I made that it's an insult to tell somebody you don't see color. You meant well, but that's not truth. The truth is, I do see the difference between you and I, but the truest difference between you and I, honestly, is not necessarily our skin, but the truest definition of difference between you and I is our definition of superiority or inferiority. This is good. It's a definition that society has fed to us as a people to say that your dirt is better than my dirt because we came from dirt. Thank you, baby. Because if we, the believer, believe, oh, yeah, here you go, here you go. If we, the believer, believe that we come from God, if we are God's people, that we are made in his image and in his likeness, we all believe in the creation story that he formed us where? From the dust of the earth and breathed into us the breath of life, and we all became living souls. Right or right? Right or right? So how did your dirt become better than my dirt? If we all dirt. See, you don't don't like that. You thought your dirt was better, smoother. It's dirt. That's why when we die, they say, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. And some people say earth to earth. Well, because from the earth we came. From the earth shall these houses return. What, 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 what I'm trying to say is, it's not the house that we come in, it's the spirit that we come in that unifies us as the body of Christ and as family. Now, you don't have to lose your identity trying to be somebody that you're not. The beautiful thing, one thing that I don't like is we think, oh, Jamel, okay, I'm going to talk to the drums. Um, we think that God is America. I'm going to say it the way I say it. I don't know if there's any English teachers in here. God ain't America. God ain't the flag. God is God. And God don't want to know. He's not trying to impress you and not like he's on your side. He is God. He is the true and living God. And he says, out of all of you, I'm going to make a nation that's going to rise up and get me glory. But you cannot do it lying to yourself. You can't do it lying on one another. We can't do it. And I, I mean, now, now the, the thing about this, when I look at Jacob and I look at the whole lineage, I look at Abraham, I look at everybody, I look at David, I look at everybody in the Bible, all of us, every one of them had a problem with lying somewhere, except for Jesus. You look at it. Peter, I ain't going to never deny you. He lied. He meant well in talking from his flesh. Yeah? Give me a couple more minutes. I'll be out your life. I'll be out your life. This, this piece right here. No, y'all quiet for real. It's all right. When the Ten Commandments were written, though, it was written by a God at, with his finger. God did this. God says you're ex-slave people that have ex-slave mindsets who have learned ex-slave ways. You are my people, so I have to do something to regulate you because if I don't regulate you, you're going to have a whole bunch of fake news going on. And there's a whole bunch of fake news going on about the church. 
People are bragging about having the largest white church or the largest black church or the largest Hispanic church. That sounds good, but that sounds good for the flesh. So what God is trying to do with you, and I'm telling you, you're on to something because you're legitimately attempting to have a representation in the leadership, representation in the congregation of what it looks like to work together. Are you with me? But we do not have to have a melting pot mentality. That's America. That's not God. When I talk about a melting pot, I'm going to preach it. I got to get it out. So I drove too far. I got to get it out. Thank you, Bubba, working with me. You, you, you digging it? You rub your head? All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. And so, so one thing that we have to understand is when we start talking about the melting pot mentality, that's a thievery mentality. Did you say that? Yeah. You throw everything in the pot. You turn up the temperature. And you let it blend to where the onions taste like the carrots, the carrots taste like tomatoes, and tomatoes taste like, you understand, the melting pot. God called this church to be more like a tossed salad. You got tomatoes and cucumbers and, you know, and eggs and everything. Everything maintains its identity, but when you put, it, put the blood, I mean, put some dressing on it. Hello? You put your favorite dressing on it, and then you bite into it, and, and the tomatoes bust in your mouth, and the onions still got their taste. So what God don't want us to do, because you can't have real multiculturalism if I got to lose my identity to be with you. Y'all listening? Now, now if you're going to be one church, we got to execute and respect the diversity of the body life. We are many members, one body, and one church. One faith, one Lord, one immersion, one baptism. I thought you were gone. <laughs> hey! Holy Spirit said, get your behind back in there, boy. Help Andre preachers. Let him finish this thing. So what I'm talking about here, I don't have to lose me to get to know you. That's not healthy. Y'all ready? That's called... false witness if I got to lose me to be around you that's called false witness it's called identity theft and the thing between thou shall not lie or commit false witness you ain't see that one coming this yeah, I know, I know, I know. But listen, Jamel, it's trapped between thou shalt not steal and thou shalt not covet. And lying does both. And so you have to come to a place where you're secure enough in who you are to be whoever you are, wherever you are, where God is working in you, his will, and how to do of his good pleasure, but you cannot lose your identity for another bag of dirt. Y'all don't like that dirt thing. I get it, but it's all right. But if I look at you like that, like you're not superior to me and I'm not inferior to you and I respect you and I honor you and treat you like a human being, I deserve the same thing. Anything else is a lie. So y'all thought false witnessing was going to be just about murmuring and tattling. That's true. You were ready for that. Did I cover that good enough? Y'all think? 
Y'all ready for the last part? Jermaine, was that good enough? That's all right? What about this one? I got to get the microphone straight for this one. You look like Alice Rodriguez. You heard that before, right? How many times you didn't heard that? Yeah, yeah. A-Rod, all you say is, I wish I had his money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, so check it, <laughs> uh, check it out. But if you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor, remember I said your neighbor is a companion, a fellow, your neighbor or another. Scooby? Oh, y'all call it Shell. I'm sorry. Scooby? Okay. Are you ready for this? What about the false witness you bear against yourself? What about the lies you tell yourself that's been based on other lies that people have told you about you? What about when you become your own enemy, lying on yourself or lying to yourself or talking about what you can't do, what you can't do in God's kingdom because of what has been done to you in life? Thou shalt not bear false witnesses. What happens, what happens when you tell yourself you're no good because most of your life you heard you're no good? And my thing is, if I'm no good, why is the devil spending so much money to communicate to me that I'm no good? That seems dumb. And if there is no God, why does somebody communicate so hard that there is no God? If there is no God, just let it do what it do. And some of you are confronted with lies from your family that says you're going over to that blended church, that mixed church. You got everything in that church. That sounds like the church. You over there with them. Who is them? But one thing about it is, it says that thou should not bear false witness against thy neighbor, but you got to stop letting your family tell you lies about what God's trying to do with you in this season. If you're going to be one church, be one church. You know what I'm saying? If you're going, you're going, you're going, you're going, you, you know, you're going to introduce me to a tomato sandwich, let me introduce you to some fried chicken. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? Let me, let me show you. I mean, if you choose not to eat it, well, matter of fact, I'm, I'm trying to go vegan all of a sudden because the wine. You know what I'm saying? So whatever it is, I can respect our diversity. Yeah, me and this mic is having a time because I'm the, the enemy don't want us to get it out. You can hear me? I like to hear myself. I guess that's the problem. I don't hear myself. So anyway, where was I before Jamel interrupted me? Fake news. How many of you have told yourself some fake news? Talk to me, y'all. How many of you have told your own self some propaganda? How many of you have even believed the lies that you are what happened to you? Oh, come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. How many, how many of you have fallen prey to the fact that you had an experience when you were younger? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that experience told you that you were what was done. Told you you could never have love because somebody else violated you. Told you you could never start over because the marriage didn't work. Told you that the society would not appreciate you because your nose too big, your body size too big. You, you, you're not smart enough. You, you don't articulate yourself well enough. And so you shrink back. I'm good. Because of the propaganda. And God said you should not bear false witness against thy neighbor Aren't you your neighbor? Yeah. 
aren't you the one that you live with every day? Thou shalt not bear false witness. Y'all ain't going to like this. You should never bear false witness by being so busy at church to escape what you're not dealing with at home. I'm so busy doing the work of the Lord till you don't allow the Lord to work on you. You're so busy working for a living that you done forgot to live. Because when silence come, you come saying, what are you going to do about me? Thou should not be a witness and tell myself that I'm okay when I'm messed up. Trying to get me to accept your, your ways and you don't even accept them. Y'all not, oh my God, y'all quiet. No, 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 you, you, you don't even accept your own self. Because you're scared to get along with yourself and allow your soul to talk to you. How many of you are just so busy? Busy, 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 busy. Talk to me. No judgment. I'm just busy, 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 busy. How many of you like love people? Like I love people. How many of you make yourself last? How many that you will say, everybody always coming to me for help? Everybody always coming to me with their problem. They, I don't know. I just had an answer. I got a gift. It's my calling. It's my anointing. It's my, you know, I'm just blessed and highly favored of the Lord. <laughs> what would you say if I told you that many of us are using them to hide from us? So, why can't you deal with you and still help others? God's so funny. He's going to tell me, thou shalt not bear false witness. That's the one I want you to teach. Me? When all my life the enemy tried to lie to me till I start lying to cover me. You know, because I was violated at eight years old by one of the friends of the family. And when that happened to me at eight, I told myself the lie that it was my fault. How did he get way over there off a of lying? Stay with me. Once I told myself the lie, at 11, another lie came and said, you are gay because of what happened to me at eight. Don't nobody crumble. Stay in your place. It's all good. So when the lies start happening, what I said to the voice was, I ain't watch me. So then I ran to try to heal myself in the places that I was broken because of the lie of what happened to me when I was eight. Hello? I had my first child at 16, trying to prove to the voice I wasn't with y'all. Come on, y'all. Oh, y'all. Oh, y'all, hold up. What what y'all want me to do? Make you feel good? I'm trying to show you the lies that the enemy then placed on you that you've been hiding from in Jesus' name. I don't run from it because all of it is my life. So when that happened to me at eight, 
I started running at 11. I, I had my first child at 16. And mama put me out the house at 16, but she forgot she had my brother when she was 15. Interesting how we get older and we become adults and act like we've never done anything and we don't know what this generation is dealing with. That's a lie. That's, that's false propaganda. And this generation can be one, but it's going to be one with your real testimony. It's going to be one by the blood of Jesus and you overcome the, overcome the devil by the blood of the lamb and the words of your testimony. You can't help nobody if you ain't real with you. If you keep lying to you, your life will be a lie. I discovered why some preachers don't even like me. Because it is what it is. I can't believe God called me. <laughs> you want me to feed your sheep, and on certain days, I don't feel like I can feed a dog. But I can't believe the lie that the enemy told me because, listen, he said he was wounded for my transgression. He was bruised from my iniquity. My healing was in every stripe that he, and when I was discovering, and I was talking, I think DeWan and I was talking last night, how many of you, somebody going to need this? Because when I went through it, I felt like I was the only one that had went through that, and I didn't hear men talking about it. You understand what I'm saying? And so, but then I discovered when I was studying that Jesus was violated, he was molested. Oh, yeah. Ooh, Matthew looking at me like, what did you just say? <laughs> Give me a minute. I'm going to context it for you, whole. Stay with me. Molest means to do what? Expose somebody's privates without their permission. Right? Context. Ready? If Jesus was on the cross and above his head said, King of the Jews, what were they doing at the bottom of the cross? Anybody remember? Casting lots for his garment? which was a single seam road. So they, he would, you know that diaper thing we see? We did that for sanitation for kids to see. That was not there. Because whenever a Roman soldier crucified kings, they did it butt naked. And so when I discovered that, that he, you do understand what I went through, then my healing began to manifest after a divorce. Oh, this is going to help somebody because we all are walking around with the propaganda and the lies that we are what happened to us. Last thing, and I'm going to be out of your hair. I had to forgive the people that harmed me. Because acting like I'm okay is a lie. <laughs> you know, acting like I'm good. You're lying to yourself, and you're lying on yourself. Remember, we talked about thou shalt not bear false witness. Y'all thought I was going to talk about your neighbor. I am talking about your neighbor. I'm talking about the one you present to the public and the one that you live with. And if I can just deal with the one that I live with, I can present an honest and even picture of myself to the public. And how many of you admit that the one you live with got some issues. The one you live with got some issues with this forgiveness mess, got some issues with drugs, got some issues with pornography, got some issues with, 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 with and got some issues with lying. I have to learn that if I can't say nothing at all, positive, 
Just don't say nothing. Because if I be silent and let the Lord fight my battles, he brings us to a place where truth will chase down a lie any day. Some of you have fastened in your minds that the reason you are the way that you are is because of what somebody did to you. And I dare tell you the reason you are the way that you are is because you haven't forgiven the person that did it to you. I come to tell you that uh, you are the way you are because many of them have gone on with their lives and you still stuck with you. And when I minister, I don't deal with the what, bro, Matt. I deal with the why. Because if I can get you to change the why, you can change your what. And a lot of times we're preaching at people's what's. And we never deal with the why. Why is there so much domestic violence? Because there's so much pornography. You said, how do they go together? I'm glad your eyeballs asked. Her eyebrows went down like, how do they go together? When a man gets frustrated because he continually, I'll just give you the space because I know babies are in there. When, 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 when you can damage yourself. And once you damage yourself, you become desensitized. And once you become desensitized, you can't stay in place. And when you can't stay in place, you get frustrated and start blaming your wife. And then when you start blaming your wife, she start, you, she start thinking it's her fault. And then she finally comes and tells you, it's not my fault. It's that stuff you're watching. And because you get so frustrated because you know it's truth, you hit her. You, you strike her. Or you strike her. Because you're frustrated that you've lied so much that you can handle it until it's handling you. Many drug addicts aren't really drug addicts. We're cowards. God, that's harsh. I'm saying we're cowards because we generally use the drugs. Those that use drugs, we generally use the drugs or women or whatever we use to avoid dealing with us. So everybody attacks the drugs when really we're not dealing with what's going on in us. And I think God wants today to liberate us in another way. I end with the fact that I had to forgive the people that harmed me. I had to forgive the man that violated me at eight. I had to forgive my mother who did the best she could raising four of us by herself. I had to forgive the dad that wasn't my dad, that she said was my dad. When I found out who my dad was, it was her best friend's husband. So I had to lie and create daddies. I had to create stories to make me feel equal with others. And the Bible says, and ye shall know the truth. Truth will set you free, but the truth generally sticks you. The truth generally is painful. Like some of you guys, you don't like what I said, but your spirit is jumping up and down inside you. You're trying to maintain yourself, keep your composure, man, it's not bothering me, and but your spirit is about to leap up out of you saying truth. 
Some things are cancerous. Some things are. And if we don't become a reflector of his glory, he died for us. We all have pain. We all need love. Christ is our common denominator. You ever looked at the people that he employed? From the murderer, Moses, to the lying Jacob, to adulterous David. David lied too. He just tried to put the man on the front line. Tried to cover it. I think today God want to drag the lies to the altar. And if you're here, I know your protocol, Jamil, but anybody that found themselves in the word today, would you come to the altar? I'm not going to have everybody stand up. Is that your protocol? You understand? I'm going to help you stand up. And if the word found you today, I just want to pray for you so you can stop lying to your neighbor. 